As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, so let me ask you this question. I Seven. was listening to another show the other day, another podcast. I won't mention names. Uh, but the person on there said that they literally read an issue six times. Not for review purposes, which we probably should read issues more than once anyway. Oh, for review purposes. Really? But he says he read an issue six times just for the fun of it. Hmm. And the issue had only been out for maybe four or five days. Do you guys ever go back and read single issues again? I've I've got single issues. No, I've gone back and read, for yeah. example, the Obsidian Age. Right, not 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 once. the trade, not a trade, because I'll go oh, back just... and I'll, if there's a trade, I'll go back and say, okay, I'm going to read this trade again because it's a good story. Yeah, but I mean, uh, for example, I don't know what have we got here. Um, the latest issue of Wonder Woman, for example, mm-hmm. which was a great... Meh. Did you read that one yet? I thought it was rather nice with uh, what's-his-name going to Paradise Island and essentially yeah. getting getting the hitch on and, and meeting the in-laws and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not one that I would sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to read that one again. And if even if I did read it again, I'd probably say, not say, I'm going to read it four more times. The For me... The the thing that's gonna do it is art. I, I usually all of my impulse buys are usually based on the art. Right. Um, I have when I was when I was younger and I had three comic books, I would read them over and over again. Well, that's true too. You know, I mean, when, I was a kid. when you were when you had limited access. I mean, I yeah. was the same way with my original Star Wars mm-hmm. comic books. I would read those things till the covers literally fell off. Yeah. Till the pages were ripped. Until the binding came apart. But yeah, I mean, there's this. There's this run on X-Men, actually, the the Zero Tolerance storyline, I think, is what it was, um, where it was drawn by, I want to say, Carlos Pacheco, mm-hmm. and his art is fantastic. He was my favorite artist for a long time, and I would actually go back and just look page by page and be like, hey, that's a coloring error. They're screwing up his art. Right, and, you right. Know, stuff like that. Um and I would go over and over and, and look at it again. As far as story Look at goes, it or read it? Well, basically, I mean, I had to read it because, you know, there's word balloons in the way of the art. But <laughs> right. But um, I, when I... The only time that I ever go back and read a single issue over and over again or look at a single issue over and over again, it's because of the art. There might be some clever line 
or something that I really, some turn that I really liked or something like that. But that's usually not going to drive me to look at a book more than a couple times. Unless you're talking, you know, have I read this issue six times since I got it back in 1994? Right. Possibly. Right. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. You know, there's some great stories out there. But I don't know if I'd sit down and read that issue again and again and again unless it was collected in a trade mm-hmm. that I really like. Matthew, what about you? Lately, having three jobs and a kid. Yeah, that's kind of I my barely, problem too. I barely have time to read them once. But there are books that I would. I, when I had a different job, I would actually go and I would just take stacks of comics to work to read in between calls. Right. Um, there are a few things I know... Uh, a lot of times when I read something over again, it ain't good because I had to read Freedom Formula at least three times to figure out what was going on. But <laughs> but you were doing that, that for review purposes. Time. Were you doing that for but, review purposes or mm-hmm. I just need to figure out what the hell's going on so I'm going to reread it? It was what the hell is going on purposes. When I reread something, yeah. you know, there, there are books that I've read two or three times. I know that um, – Right now, my process is on Sunday, I'll read a book while I'm at work, which is not really a full reading experience. I'll buy my important stuff, the stuff I'm going to review or the stuff that I can't live without reading immediately, bring it home, and over the course of you know the week, I'll try and read it. Sometimes I'll show up on Thursday afternoons and try and do the same thing. But there are Legion of Three Worlds, number one, I read several times for all the illusions, for all right. the backstory, right. mm-hmm. for the bits and pieces of, hey, there's Tyrock, hey, there's Block, hey, there's a picture of Element Lad. You know, but there aren't a lot of books that really, right now, especially in the age of decompression, that really merit reading over and over and over. Because they're something they're built for a trade. I'm just trying to think of something that I've read recently multiple times for enjoyment purposes. You know, I could say Final Crisis, but again, that's reading it again and again and again, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, mm -hmm. not because, oh man, this is the greatest thing in the world, I want to go jerk off to it, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah, when they kind of did did a soft reboot of the X-Men with new Mm X-Men, I was trying to figure it out, and I was trying to figure it out if I liked it or not, so I probably read the first five issues at least twice each, maybe even three times each. Okay. Because I was subscribed to the book at the time. Right. And they had just rebooted. Actually, I wasn't. I think w- what happened was that my name was on there, and they're like, okay, we're, re-, you know, I had f- lapsed, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they just started sending me the book again. Oh, okay. To see if it would get me hooked, I guess. Um, I don't I don't even I don't even know if people subscribe to comic books anymore. Yeah, they do. They're still um, a subscription model. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I I probably read those because the art wasn't, like, I couldn't figure out if I liked the story and I couldn't figure out if I liked the art. And just in trying to make up my mind about them, I probably read them multiple times each. I think the only, the the trades, you know, by trades, there's more than, (coughs) excuse me, there's more than a a slight chance that I'm going to read them again and again and again. Invincible. Mm -hmm. Is a perfect example of a trade that I've read multiple times. Watchmen, obviously, Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Those in trades, I will probably read, mm-hmm. especially if they're a self-contained story. Yeah. What about outside of comics? Are you guys reading books outside of comics? Is there something that well, you'll read again and again and again? I think yeah. I read the Maltese Falcon twice. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's about it. That's the only book I think I've ever read twice. Um. I've definitely started reading 
books that I like more mm-hmm. than once. Like when I was younger, I really liked A Wrinkle in Time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I started reading it again, at, you know, a couple of years after I had read it, and I was like, yeah, I remember why I liked this book, but you know, right? I've already read it, right? Um, so now usually I don't reread books. It, it takes so much more energy for me. Like I feel very spent after reading a book. Yeah. Um, I love A Thousand and One Nights. Uh huh. And I will sometimes go back and find a particular pit, story. Yeah, short story. Yeah. Um, same thing with the Brothers Grimm because I I got a compendium of like their uh, kind of unedited mm-hmm. stories, mm-hmm. and those things are creepy. That, yeah, that's probably like the one that I have. Let's see, it's got a green backing. It's on that bottom shelf over there. Yeah, uh, the complete Grimm, and it's pretty freaky stuff there. Yeah, it's it's great. So yeah, I'll if if it's something. Especially because there's a lot of those that have never made it out or that are very similar to even another story in that compendium. And right. I want to, like, you know, kind of compare and contrast them. Is like, how many, like, stalwart little uh, tailors can you have? <laughs> Apparently, there's, like, six or seven of them. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting to see, like, are, is it supposed to be the same character? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, a full novel, nah. Matthew, are there books that you read over and over again? Oh yeah, most of the books that I own, I'll read to death. Um, like, the, give some examples. I have the complete run of the Wild Cards novels, which is uh, admittedly more like comics than anything else. And every couple of years, I'll reread those. I have uh, all of Stephen King's anthology short story works. Mm-hmm. Those are great because you can grab Skeleton Crew and you know read a story, and then kill some time. Read another story, kill some time. When it comes to books, a lot of my book choices are weird stuff. One of the books that I just love to just read the death out of is, um, oh, God, I can't remember his name. Tom Wolf, not Tom Wolf. It's not Tom Stoppard. It's the guy who did Skinny Legs and All and Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. But John he did Byrne? a book called David Byrne. No. no. Tom something. Oh, okay. But he did a book called Still Life with Woodpecker. Tom Robbins. Thank you. Love that book, and I'll reread it occasionally. It's it's this bizarre story where by the end of the book, well, to begin with, the author's voice impinges on the story, and he talks about how he's writing the story and the process of he bought this awesome new typewriter, and he's going to write this story, and because the typewriter is new, it's going to be a great story. Oh, yeah. And about halfway... <laughs> About halfway through, he gets tired of the typewriter, so he, he paints it purple in the hopes that he'll get more uh, purple prose. You know, more out of it. And by the end of the book, the last like chapter or so is reprinted, handwritten, because he got so tired of his new Selectric typewriter <laughs> that he had to finish the book with a pencil. But it's a good pencil. Nice. And it's one of those stories that I can just read to death. I read it and read it and read it, so... Something that really affects me, that really I, that I like and that I appreciate, I will read over and over and over. I gave away like, a, sh- a shelf full of books this past weekend, and they were really? all technical books. They were like how to use this application to mm-hmm. do this kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. But you know, I still have on my shelf a lot of the things that I that I love and cherish. Obviously, the Hitchhiker's Guide. I haven't read those right. in probably ten years, uh, just because I haven't had the time. And plus, right. I've pretty much memorized it from reading it, you know, 20 million times whenever I was younger. Uh, I've got the Harry Potter books. I've only read those once, and I'm keeping those around to read to the kid when he gets older. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the one that I'll pick up probably – it used to be I picked it up every year and read it. But now I'm picking it up maybe every five years and reading it is the Illuminatus Trilogy. 
hmm. by Robert Anton hmm. Wilson and uh, what's his name Shea, Robert Shea. Oh, total mind trippy. Really, so it I, is a stream even, of consciousness book that is so trippy. Even that even it, after you've gone through all the twists and turns, and by this point probably know them pretty well, right. you still sit down and well, it sucks you in. Like I'm that. also one of those people that. As soon as I watch something or read something, I can forget all about it. Oh, okay. You know, like CSI Miami <laughs> had its season debut the other night, and I sat down, and it took me 30 seconds to remember what happened at the end of last mm-hmm. season. Because I was like, okay, what happened, what happened, what happened? Oh, yeah, that's they right. Killed, they, they killed, killed David Horatio. Caruso. Yeah, they killed Horatio. Illuminatus Trilogy is that same way. Even though I know all the major plot points and who most of the characters are each time I pick up the book, you get something different out of it each time because – it's kind of what you're in at the moment, and that's what's tripping you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the first time I read it, I was totally into conspiracy. So I began seeing conspiracy everywhere and secret societies everywhere. Second time I read it, I was like, you know what? This is really all about drugs. And so I'm going into it with this mindset about drugs and opening up to a new experience. You know, and each time I read it, I get something different out of the book. So it's enjoyable. Oh. And, and I, I guess – I can see that, especially if, you know, because recently, and this is something that I had never even thought about, somebody, I, I was I was reading something online, and they're like, yeah, Dracula's all about syphilis. <laughs> like, Dracula's all about STDs, It's all basically. about drinking bodily fluids, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and vampirism and what's happening to these people, it's, it's, it's a connection there. So I could go back and read Dracula and be like, okay, well, let's see if I get all this stuff. Right, right, right. Um, but I don't want to, because I already read it. Yeah. Uh, it... You've never read Illuminatus Trilogy, Matthew? I have. Oh, okay. Bruce, you didn't, you didn't Bruce, care for it? Bruce, Bruce was is, a big proponent of it. Yeah, it Bruce wasn't, is like I a mean, huge, huge Wilson fan. It's not one of my, you know, huge, giant kind of, oh, wow, I have to read it things. I have uh, Behold a Pale Horse, which I thought was hysterical, which is in the same vein. Yeah. But um, when it comes to conspiracies, I prefer my conspiracies to be... You know, weirdly cartoony. I don't know if you've ever read the Big Book series from yeah, yeah the Big DC. Book of, of lies the, and the Big Book of conspiracies is full of that stuff, and I love that particular book. But when I actually go and read about it, I always have. <laughs> I think when it's in comics, there's that degree of separation, that Scott McCloud thing where I can both be and not be the character on the page, mm-hmm, right? Whereas when it's some guy writing about it, and I'm not sure if it's you know if he's serious, if he's tongue in cheek. If it may be real, and those people could be out there listening right now, and if you are, hi, New World Order's great. Thank you. Um, well, if you that's know, the whole thing about – that's what's so trippy about that book because you could look at it and go, okay, everything that they're writing about is real and all this stuff is happening and it's going on right now. And then the other half, you're looking at it going, this is just a joke and it's a great comedy and it's a great satire on It turns out that we're time. all descended from alien lizards, man. Yeah. Fjord. Man, that's what happened, man. Shaggy told me about it. We were hanging out. Him and Alexander Cabot, man, they figured it all out, man. And then Cliff Jumper drove us to the sea. It was like a callback or something. Rodrigo, can you read on that second shelf, the second book in, it's Bruce Campbell something. Do you see what, what that title is? It's right on the... On, if, if Chins Could no, Kill. No, it's not If Chins Could t- Kill. That's his autobiography. Oh. What is the other it's Bruce Campbell? Good to be the king. The Solars? No. Uh, maybe My name is Bruce. Shelf. No. Actually, I want to read that comic book when it comes out this week. But Bruce uh, Campbell wrote a book 
Said not the too game. long ago. No, oh, no that's new. That's something. Di- that's something different. How to pick up chicks. Um, can, can can I borrow it? Sure. I I forget. It's just a great little satire about. Maybe it's confessions of a B movie actor or something. I I forget what it is. It could be Chin, if Chins could kill. I forget. It's just a great Bruce Campbell book. Uh, it's totally supposed to be realistic. But Make love a, the Bruce Campbell that's way. That's it. <coughs> that is it. It is. It is so funny. Uh, I recommend people read that book. I oh, that's a good book. All right, guys. Uh, so uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no on reading rereading the single issue. I would say in general no. I mean, unless it's a trade or unless it's a run that I have, right? Um, I, I probably don't go back and specifically, you know, look at X, Uncanny X Men number three twenty five. Matthew, are you yes or no? I'm mostly yes, but not so much currently. Like, I will go and I'll yank out the last ten issues of Ghost Rider from 1982 and read those individual oh, yeah. issues. Yeah. It depends on what it is, because I'm not a trade paperback kind of guy, so I have, like, tons and tons and tons of books. If I get bored at, at work, you know what I'll always do? I will grab a copy of a Sandman World's End and sit down and read it. I did that just this Sunday. Hmm. And it sometimes it's a really fast read because I know where it's going, but it's still nice to read. And right. there are little you know panels that I didn't recall and moments like there's a moment in that one where somebody tries to assassinate Prez Rickard because she wants to Im- impress Ted uh, Ted Grant the boxer. Ted Grant the boxer is Wildcat from nice. the All Star Squadron, right? And every time you see him, he's in his Wildcat costume, but nobody talks about it. <laughs> he's wild. They don't call him Wildcat. They don't refer to him as anything other than championship boxer Ted Grant. And I was looking at that sequence on Sunday, and I was just thinking how, you know, how the words and the pictures give us a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But you don't get the whole Rashomon effect without both the words and the pictures. So, you know, I was, I'll read something. Some things I'll read from a deconstructive point of view to think. What does this mean to me? Why is this something that sticks with me? There's, I have several crappy old novels that I got from the science fiction book club when I was 17 that I will still read the hell out of. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, there's one called Blood Music that I just read. So I'm a yeah, but comics anymore don't lend themselves to that kind of rereading. I don't want to yeah. know about 15 minutes in the life of Nick Fury and a bunch of homeless children two or three times. Yeah. All right, cool. I just was curious because, you know, I'd heard somebody else say, I read this issue six times. I love it so much. And I was like, really? It wasn't. First of all, I know what issue he was talking about. And I was like, it's not really. It was a good Mm -hmm. issue, but, you know, I'll flip through it to look at the pictures again, but not to reread it. Yeah. You know? So, all right. Well, that's that. Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you.